Welcome back to Unplugged Church Edition. This is season two and we are here ready to get this party started. I am here with my phenomenal guest. I am yes. Elder Stacy, and this is Evangelist Freddie. Yes, and we have a phenomenal, fabulous, wonderful, amazing, beautiful guest. And she has some treats to yes. share okay. with the nations. And we are excited about yes. the nuggets that she's going to drop. Um, so go ahead and introduce her, Freddie. Well, this is a pleasure, okay? Everybody, listen, call your aunts, your cousins, your family members. Call them to click in, share, listen, because you're going to want to hear. We have none other than Wilmington, Delaware's own Michelle Harley. Listen, this young lady has so many hats. Hopefully I can get them all, but the main <laughs> hats that she wears, she's a pastor of yeah. uh, a lot of years. Like she's seasoned pastor. She is a career woman for DuPont, which again, seasoned and none other than city council representative for Wilmington. This woman has a lot to offer. A lot of nuggets, as you said, Ella, yes. and she is willing to come and share and encourage. Remember, we had mentioned this is the season of the woman. Yes. And we want to encourage you. That's what I'm saying. You want to listen because I know this is going to bless somebody. Yes. Change the heart. So, Michelle. Okay. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity um, to be here on today. Thank you for coming. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for accepting the invitation. A pleasure. Always mm -hmm. a pleasure to be able to connect with other powerful women as yourselves. Oh, thank you thank so you. much. So we do have a lot to ask, but hopefully sure. we can get through <laughs> within one or two episodes. <laughs> but you are what we want to hit her off. With so first. because because Michelle, you wear so many hats. Okay. Um, one being a pastor, social yes. pastor. Yes. One being a career professional at Dupont yes. as a quality auditor, yes. and also a city councilwoman. So we're going yes. to just start off with the city councilwoman because I'm, a, I'm you know I'm into this thing with politics. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, you know how you get your feet wet. How do you get started? You know you have so many um um issues. Uh, to attack in the yes. world today because yes. there's so much going on and yes. it's like you know we want to be able to help people not just from a spiritual standpoint um, but we want to really be able to get out there and be right. a, offer some human services yes. to people that are in need so it's like so we're going to start there okay. how did you get started in politics like what what was your uh, driving force what was that one thing that you could say that said you know what I got to jump and I got to do up I got to stand up and I got to be that advocate get some community. Okay. So, well, thank you again, you know, for this opportunity. So as it relates to getting started, um, on a government level, yeah. I, I don't use the word politics. Okay. Um, elected officials okay. actually work for the government, okay. Okay. whether it's on a city, county, state, or on a federal level Okay. as a legislator. Okay. Okay. We work for the government. But the way that I got started um, was, first of all, I was a community grassroots person. Mm -hmm. um, I worked in the community um, for about 10 years before getting elected um, civic association president. Um, I was very involved in our political party for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And when I say involved in our political party, meaning helping to get the vote out mm -hmm. um, for other elected officials, mm -hmm. 
um, our state um, electeds as well as our federal or U.S. elected. So mm -hmm. being a part of our party, mm -hmm. understanding, you know, the importance of voting, mm -hmm. the importance of Perfect. getting that vote out. Um, that I was on that particular committee for like 10 years. Okay, okay. Um, and like I said, I was civic association president, like within my district. Mm -hmm. um, I sat on a number of boards, Stepping Stones Credit Union. I was a board member there. Okay. Um, there were a, no, a number of organizations within the community mm -hmm. that um, like the strategic plan for the east side. I was on that committee mm -hmm. to talk about how we can improve the quality of life for seniors, mm -hmm. um, for our youth, yes, um, yes. around health um, and even around food. Because mm -hmm. in some of the communities within the 4th District, I represent the 4th District mm -hmm. um, in okay. Wilmington. Okay. And we do have some communities that we know that. Um, have food deserts, mm. which means, you know, they're not supermarkets I'm around. I'm glad you brought that up. Food yes. desert, that's something that I just recently heard in mm -hmm. the news and people, we were, mm -hmm. I was with a group of people and mm -hmm. we had never heard that topic before mm -hmm. until this Buffalo incident. Okay. Um, and the food desert thing came up. So can you tell yes. us a little bit more about that? So, well? um, so the fourth district is the um, district that I represent in Wilmington, which includes Southbridge. Um, the riverfront, both sides of the river, Christina Landing. Oh, yes. Most people know that because ShopRite is right. over in that area. Mm -hmm. And then Justice and Landing over by the movie theater okay. where the restaurants are. That's Justice and Landing. Okay. And then all of downtown, Wilmington, the businesses, as well as the you residents. Yes, I really do. Mm -hmm. um, downtown up until about four years ago was mainly a business district. Mm. But now you have residents, about 4,000 now, oh, that nice. live downtown, just downtown. Town. And then the east side, mm. south of 9th Street, Okay. And then it moves around to Midtown Brandywine, which is where Mickey Moto's, Washington Street, L House, the Wilmington Hospital, that's Midtown Brandywine. And okay. then it swings over to Trinity Vicinity, mm -hmm. which is between Adams and Washington Street, um, 8th to 10th. Okay. So that's Trinity. So it's six yeah. communities. It's the most diverse district out of all eight in the city of Wilmington, there's eight districts. Okay. So the fourth district is where everything happens. Okay. So um, far as development, as far as corporate headquarters, okay. small businesses, okay. large businesses, nonprofits, okay. churches, like I have the majority of all of that like okay. in, in my district. So um, knowing what's going on and having my ear to the ground. Yeah. And okay. as it relates to like the food deserts, yeah. I have like two communities, I would say, that um, are dealing with that, mm -hmm. it, it would be Southbridge mm -hmm. and the East Side. Those okay. are two of the communities, you know, mainly um, out of the the six. So okay. could you explain to the audience, to the people, the viewers, the mm -hmm. listeners, what is a food desert? Because these are terms that are coming up mm -hmm. as recently as it relates to certain neighborhoods and who are affected by food deserts. Can you so typically food deserts are in communities where you have marginalized residents mm -hmm. or underprivileged, um, low income. Mm -hmm. So normally those are the communities where they are identified most of the time. But food deserts basically mean um, not having access to uh, fruits and vegetables and just healthy foods. Yes. So that's primarily without, you know, getting too deep into right. it. Mm -hmm. um, communities where it's not easily accessible. Right. And so a lot of times that means that there are not um, supermarkets that are mm -hmm. close by. 
where if people don't have transportation, mm -hmm. they're not able to access it. Exactly. So if you don't have transportation to get to a supermarket and you live in an area that it doesn't have one, then by default, you know, you will be experiencing, you know, the, the, the negative effects, as they would say, you know, the health conditions when you're not having your fruits and your your produce and your healthy right, things that exactly. we need to be healthier. Okay. And you said you got started um in the grant at the grassroots yes. level in yes. politics. You should say the government working yes. for the people. Yes. Because that's what you do. You are a city council person. You work for the people. That's so right. being a, a, a you know a, a person a people's person, you yes. have to be a people's yes. person that's right. in order to even get started. That's but you right. wanted to see change, I imagine. Yes. But you got started on that level. What made or up to continue on up the ladder until reaching a city council person. Right. So working in the community and being an advocate in the community and having your ear to the ground, you're more aware of what's going on in terms of elections, right? Mm -hmm. So because I was already working with our political party mm -hmm. and um, we helped to get the vote out, I'm more aware during election time who's running, who's not running, mm -hmm. who's, you know, switching seats and mm -hmm. things of that nature. So being involved with the political party and I was already working um, within the fourth district community, mm -hmm. I knew who all the players were in all six communities okay. because working with the political party, that's part of your job going into each one of those communities, making sure people know when to vote. Um, who the candidates are mm -hmm. and things of that nature. So being a part of the political party, um, being uh, a, a volunteer already okay. in the community, right. when the person that was in the seat that mm -hmm. I occupy right now decide to move on, um, I knew that they, they was moving on. I was going to say mm -hmm. she that they were moving on. Mm -hmm. And so because I, I was very involved and we had worked on a lot of projects, I wanted to know, like, who's going to be, you know, the successor? You mm -hmm. know, we got projects in a pipeline. Awesome. And I definitely didn't want some Johnny come lately okay. that just wanted, exactly. you know, to have a position and not really have a heart for the people wow. to be mm -hmm. in that seat. So mm -hmm. I started asking right. the different people, like, in, in the district. And so different people said, I think you should run. I think you should, you know, take that on. Okay. And I, I had no desire to run for an elected position. No, wow. um, my heart was always to just get involved mm -hmm. in the community mm -hmm. and to make a difference because right. I feel as though we don't have enough people in our communities getting involved mm -hmm. because I feel as though everybody should be concerned about something right in right. your community, right? The streets, um, the parks, mm -hmm. the youth, right? The seniors, you right. know, the health issues. Right. I mean, I feel exactly. as though everybody should be an advocate for something. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, so that's pretty much how I got uh, started when different ones okay. asked me to start thinking about it. Okay. So I said, well, okay, you know, I will think about it. And I'm going to tell you what really made me really yes. decide to do it. I have a um, colleague at work. We we used to get together like once a month mm -hmm. just to talk about, catch up, what's going on with mm -hmm. him, what's going on in my life. So um, when we met um, right around that time, mm -hmm. it was time for us to get together to catch up. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, I, I told him, I said, you're not going to believe this. And maybe you will. I don't mm -hmm. know. I said, but this is what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, the seat is open. Our city council seat is open. Mm -hmm. And several people are asking me mm -hmm. to run for that seat. What do you think? Because those are the kind of conversations mm -hmm. we used to have. Okay. And he said to me, 
Well, he calls me Mimi, right? <laughs> so he said, Mimi, absolutely, you should run. Wow. You are the person. Mm-hmm. And he began to tell me all the reasons why, you know, that I should consider that seat. And then he said, and you know one thing, I believe in you to the point I'm going to write you your first $600 check. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. He's so, you know. exactly. Yes. He's so right. Absolutely. So that right there, let Just me know. Yes. Done. Wow. Right. That's how God wow. works, right? Right. 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 Six, wow. And the 600 is the maximum you can give a candidate. Okay. okay. That's okay. the maximum okay. you can okay. get. So okay. he gave you the maximum. Yes. He gave me the maximum. Yes. Really? Yes. Just having the conversation. Because wow. he believed much that he was both so a seed on it that's really good that's actually just a little pause because i know there are people who are Mm -hmm. watching Mm -hmm. who are at that place not necessarily Mm -hmm. you know in the community Mm -hmm. are at a place Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. they're like god i don't know i'm so hesitant everyone else is saying right this could be a confirmation for someone that's at that place of saying yes i don't know right and it took a Confirming yes. Friend. Yes. Right. Yes. And it didn't have to be a prophet. It didn't right. have to be your pastor. That's it could right. just be a casual conversation. Yes. And you needed that affirmation. Yes. That's really good. I yes. Like that. I right. That, that was really, funny. you know, one of the reasons that I definitely knew mm-hmm. it was for me to move forward. Mm-hmm. But as it relates to, you know, who are the other people that you want to confer with, of mm-hmm. course, it was my pastor. Of right. course, my family. Yes. Right. You know, and I think um, I probably went the op- other way, like started with my pastor, mm-hmm. started with my family, and then shared it with my colleague. Okay. Right. right. So when I went to my pastor, you know, mm-hmm. I shared with him um, what the conversations had been about. Right. And as it relates to me. So, of course, he was like, absolutely. So it, 100%. Right? He's right. like, yes. yes. That is the point you. behind you. Yeah, he now, knew that. that. Your local church, is that in your community as well? No, no it's okay, not. Okay. It's not. Okay. No, okay. but it's in the district next to me. Next door, nope. In the third okay. district. Okay. I represent the fourth. Okay. But yes, he... He was like 150%, of That's course, awesome. you know, yeah, with um, financial backing as well. Yeah, right. And, you know, he's been knowing me like since I was in my early 20s. Okay. So so let's ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How long have you been a city council person now? How, how long have you held this seat and been in the position? Okay, so I am serving my second four-year term, okay. and I'm in the second year. Okay. So my first term started in 20... Um, mm, 20 what is this 2022 yes so i guess 2016 2016 was when i um started and got elected for four years and then in 2020 yes god yes god is good so can you tell us what do you think your biggest accomplishment has been since you know at least in your first time with it what was your biggest accomplishment i will say um two that come to mind one saving taxpayers money um there was oh absolutely absolutely um having a meeting with our treasurer um the city treasurer and she was sharing a presentation mm-hmm. and she was sharing how um this process that they were using how they spent so much money with mailing checks out and people not getting checks and and having to remail them just so just so it was just a big a money guzzler mm-hmm. from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. me listening to her presentation in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, like, why aren't these people just getting direct deposit wow. in my mind? I was mm-hmm. thinking that. So after the presentation, I had reached out to her and I said, Hey, and it was basically our summer youth okay. um, 
the, the city hires um, youth during the summer. So that was a group of individuals that were, were not getting direct payment. And then once they had put out a mandate for city um, the city of Wilmington employees, like in 1999, they never reinforced it. So like if you were a new employee coming in, nobody pretty much told them that you really should be get, getting direct deposits. Wow. And the temporary workers. So the temporary workers, workers that came in after they had put legislation in place in the summer youth, they were a part of that, in, in my opinion, the waste of sending these checks out, people not getting them. Long story short, we decided that everybody had to get the direct okay. deposit. And so that's the Right. So as a result of it, it was like a $80,000 savings, a year over year savings. Wow. A year over year savings. Wow. $80,000 year I, over year. I see that as an yes. accomplishment. Yes. So, <laughs> so that's why I say, you know, yes. I think that's major. Because, that is major. You know, as a legislator, you know, it's our fiduciary responsibility as well to look at um, areas where we can save money. So um, right. saving taxpayers money, that was a big accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And then working with some single parents in one of the communities, I met with them every month um, to bring resources and information to them, awesome. just letting them know that it was, you know, to keep hope alive as it related to um, just, just trying to encourage them around you know, going back to school, mm -hmm. um, getting a better job mm -hmm. and just letting them know that they didn't matter. So I did that for two years, met with them every month and um, decided that I would bring toys to awesome. their awesome. living spaces um, okay. every year. Okay. And I also do turkeys for them as well. 62% okay. of the parents there are single mm -hmm. um, and all of them have households. So Seems I try like to make sure. Freddie got some work we can jump in and you know, sure. you can lead the way and we Absolutely. can pick up where you left off. Volunteers are always welcome. Awesome. So that's one of my initiatives that I feel good about that I started yes. um, with meeting with them. And then after I ended the meet monthly meetings, mm -hmm. I, I continued with the toy drive for Christmas right. and the turkey drive for Thanksgiving. Okay. Those are the two of the mm -hmm. highlights. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. It is wonderful. So mm -hmm. with this second term, what do you expect to do this, this second term? So um, this term, we've already gotten started. Mm -hmm. um, the East Side is one of our uh, marginalized communities mm -hmm. where it's one of our African, mainly African-Americans. But the city of Wilmington is 76% African-American. Mm -hmm. But you do have communities where you have more African-Americans than others. Okay. So the East Side is one. And so the housing stock there. Um, you have generations of African-Americans that live there and a lot of seniors mm -hmm. that um, have invested their life savings mm -hmm. in their houses and they need to be repaired and they cannot afford it. So when um, the federal government decided to give all the municipalities funding, they're called American Rescue Plan dollars, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, wanted to work with our mayor to make sure that money went over into that community to help with neighborhood stabilization around housing. And it has already started. Oh, wonderful. That's, That's one of my biggest issues. Yes. That is yes. awesome. Yes. my heart. Um, mm -hmm. It sounds great. You know, mm -hmm. great track record, mm -hmm. great history. I mean, you just mm -hmm. all around very in tune mm -hmm. with your community. Mm -hmm. But how, because you are a cop, 
pastor, mm-hmm. assistant associate pastor. Mm-hmm. How do you balance? Have you ever found yourself at like, not necessarily compliment, well, I mean, that's a good thing, compliment. You know, some people, you know, try not to uh, church and churches yes. together. How do you balance that? Have you ever found yourself at a place where you're like, oh, or is that still a thing? (laughs) Right. Right. That's a good question. That's a very, very good question. So first of all, you know, my moral compass has all to do with, you know, being a a believer. So every day, everything is all about, you know, being in line with what God's word says Mm -hmm. for myself personally. Right. So as it relates to how I interact, how I deal with people, you know, that is first and foremost with respect, with dignity, um, working in unity, mm-hmm. you know, so that those are some key um, interaction skills that I'm always displaying, whether it's externally, meaning in the community wow. or internally with my colleagues, council right. colleagues. Now, I will be very, very honest with you. I have not had legislation that I had to vote on yet okay. um, that compromises my belief. Okay, okay. But if I did, I I would say that this is not about me personally. This is, I'm, I'm in this seat for the people. Okay. So I cannot impose my personal beliefs on my district or mm-hmm. on the people. Mm-hmm. So that is how I would handle it. I really have not had to deal with like an abortion right. law because the city council level, we mm-hmm. don't have to vote on those kinds of topics. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, if I had a situation where um, I had to, you know, think about, okay, my personal beliefs is this, mm-hmm. but I have to remember that this seat belongs to the people and it doesn't belong to me personally. So I can have my personal belief. Right. But also. yet, you know, I have to keep in mind that I represent um, the people in the community. Mm-hmm. And so I would have to, to handle it from that perspective. That's awesome. That's because that was one of our questions as a thought leader, because, you know, that's a term that's a lot of people using nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, influencer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. thought leader. Mm-hmm. And we were going to ask you that question as a thought leader, but mm-hmm. being in, you know, in the government yes. and politics, yes. you know, because that, that's what it actually is, politics. Mm-hmm. What was your thought about, you know, um, them mm-hmm. possibly or potentially overturning mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade? You mm-hmm. know, what, what's your thought? You Like mm-hmm. you say, it's not your, it's your personal opinion, mm-hmm. your personal thought, but you don't force it on the people. Absolutely. And now I'll, I'll say this. What's know, more I'm, with regards to the law being overturned? Okay, so I don't think you can, you know, like I'll use the abortion law because that's really hot right now. I don't think you can legislate what's in people's hearts. You know what I'm saying? Like if I have a mind to do get an abortion for whatever reason, really, that's my own personal choice. That's how I feel. Now, do am I for against abortion? That's a whole nother conversation. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I feel as though some things is between individuals and God. It's not yes. up to me to make that decision. So if it's in a person's heart mm-hmm. and they feel no conviction about it, rather I think it's, you know, what regardless of what I think right. about it, right. it's what they think about it mm-hmm. because they're the ones that are going to have to live with that decision. Right. So, I mean, if someone asks me my personal opinion mm-hmm. about it, I will share that. And one good thing about um, being a legislator um, is that when we vote on legislation on the question, we can always share and make a comment. Mm-hmm. So as a believer, I could say, you know, my own personal mm-hmm. beliefs, mm-hmm. I can talk about that. And then I can also transition into the fact that 
I'm here for the people. The seat belongs to the people, and therefore my vote will be what right. it is. Right. See what I'm saying? Yes. So I can share this is helpful. This my is personal helpful. belief on the question mm-hmm. when we have an opportunity to talk so people are clear on what Michelle Hurley believes and feel, but at the same time, letting them know that I'm, I'm clear on the fact that I represent the people. And so my vote might be a little different right. than what I would personally believe. That's good. I'm sure you just helped a lot of people, you know, to differentiate between, you know, your personal belief and then having to vote differently because you're still, you know, mm-hmm. considering mm-hmm. the people and you're not opposing your own personal views, right? you know, even though you may feel a particular mm-hmm. way about it because of your, you know, your, mm-hmm. your religious belief, I mm-hmm. should say, you mm-hmm. know, it's not affecting your political belief or your political actions. Um, that's really good. Yes. That's good. Like you said, yes. chair belongs to the people. Yes. Like yes. Mm-hmm. And it, and you can't just say it for one topic right. and not all the topics. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. You know, that just seat is for the people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the seat for the people, you know, no matter what we're talking about, no matter what we're voting on. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, like I said, we haven't had those kinds of, you know, controversial issues, you know, where I had to do that. Right. Yeah. So but um, all in all, my vote is always to empower, to improve the quality of life, you know, for my district and for Wilmingtonians. So if there's any legislation being voted on that I know is going to improve the quality Mm -hmm. of life, you can almost just count on Michelle Harley's vote as a yes. Awesome. 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 Yes. Michelle Harley, yes. Okay, so we're going to wrap this politics up with one last question. She's ready for you. I was ready. Oh, yes. 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 The first African-American woman Mm -hmm. being appointed Mm -hmm. as United States Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts and your views? Um, my thought was it's about time. Yes. I mean, to just put it succinctly, it's about time. And um, what she had to go through, you know, it was it was very rigorous. Um, but I feel as though I just love how she also had it was an opportunity. Um, sometimes when we're under the microscope and we're being um, ostracized or we feel as though, you know, we're being mistreated, mm-hmm. it's also an opportunity to show the world, you know, how you how you can keep your composure, how what kind of character you have. Yeah. And so um, when I, you know, looked at that whole situation, I said, you know what, she had an opportunity to re- really show the world America that you know what I really do belong here. Mm-hmm. I really do deserve to see. Yes. I really, you know, can um, you know, hold my composure sure. in the Under midst pressure. of, you know, pressure. She did not break. She did not break. <laughs> she did not break. <laughs> she did not break. So that was, was a blessing to see, yes, wasn't it? Absolutely. It was so empowering and yes. Expert. Yes. Yes. Because yes. I knew that she was gonna get voted. When you understand um, the Senate, okay. and that's a whole nother topic, you know, mm-hmm. that I, we can that come back. Oh, yes, because <laughs> most people don't understand the authority of the Senate and mm-hmm. Congress and the authority of the House representatives, right? Right. So, right. So, because Democrats were the majority mm-hmm. on the Senate right. side, 
we already right knew there. that she had the votes from our party. Right. So all she had to do was just, you know, hold her and be, right, be steady. Yes. Be steady. Not break. Right. And right. not, Absolutely. you know, turn on that thing that they always talk about black women have, but that's not Angry, the truth. You know, attitude. And, right. Right. Those she are some showed up strong for us sisters. Yes. yes. She showed up large and in charge. Yes, she did. And she just Humble. did us an amazing really yes. yes. Wasn't yes. she? Yes. yes. Um, Yes. 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 An amazing. Yes. That stood out to me more than anything. Mm. And like I said, because I understood the backstory, Mm -hmm. you know, being you know a legislator, um, I just you know that was my aha moment and what I learned about her because even and I mean sometimes you you're not one hundred percent sure just because the Dems had the majority mm-hmm. on the Senate doesn't mean that everyone would. would have, exactly. So you don't know for sure. Right. But um, that was my take on it. I just love how she demonstrated composure. Yes. She demonstrated humility. Yes. She demonstrated her femininity as yes. well. Yes. I thought that stood out very, you know, very vivid to me, you know, all those things. And, and then it, also allowed us to um, understand her background, mm-hmm. you know, and how she was more qualified than most of those those Republicans, mm-hmm. because it was Republicans mm-hmm. um, that was trying to belittle her. Mm-hmm. She had way more education than all of them. Mm-hmm. They wasn't even qualified to, you know, sometimes you're not even qualified to even offend me. That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> you're not even qualified. Right. Okay. Not qualified <laughs> to offend me. That's good. That will preach too. Thank you for viewing and listening to Unplugged Church Edition. Remember to subscribe to both Spotify and YouTube. Don't forget like, follow, and share on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again for listening to Unplugged Church Edition as we continue to have soulful conversations.